and we're live. Here we are. A new episode or half episode of Cinemaholics. I am your usual co-host, Will Ashton. And uh, so I'm here with two esteemed guests. First, we have my good friend, Matt Serafini. Hey, Matt. Hey, Will. How's it going? I'm fine. We also have Chris Sheridan. Hey, Chris. Hello. And we are usually the host of Ain't Ogre Tell It's Ogre. But we are taking over this either episode or half episode of Cinemaholics to discuss the Minions. Or, sorry, uh, Minions colon The Rise of Gru. The either fifth film in the Spickable Me franchise or the second film in the Spickable Me spinoff series, however you want to look at it. It's the fifth the fifth film in the uh, Despicable Me universe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but it is, I mean, chronologically, I guess, it's actually technically Despicable Me 2 if you really want to get nitpicky, I guess. If you want to look at, like, in the way that, like, um, you know, like the Star Wars prequels are technically 1, 2, 3, and then the original trilogy is 4, 5, 6. This is technically 2, because you know what? this That's is a fair. prequel I... <laughs> to the original film. It's it's leading up to the events that yeah. that date the first Despicable Me film. So if you really want to get technical, this is Despicable Me 2. And then it Despicable Me 1 be... is Despicable Me 3. 3, right. And then right Despicable Me 2 is Despicable Me 4. And then Despicable Me 3 is Despicable Me 5. <laughs> so we're not talking about Lightyear? <laughs> so no, we're not. Did you Did you see Lightyear? I just saw it on Thursday, yeah. What'd you think about it? I liked it. Okay. It was fine. I was a little underwhelmed yeah. by it. Did you see it, Chris? Yeah. No, but I, I know the whole story and stuff, and I, I was listening <laughs> okay. to a podcast where they're like, no 12-year-old would watch this movie and say, I want a toy of that. <laughs> it would be more... Because <laughs> it sounds really depressing. <laughs> it's more... They're more likely to get a toy of socks, which makes it very confusing. Yeah, that was that was my takeaway as yeah. well. <laughs> as far as um, uh, why... Uh, like, like why we'd only have a Buzz Lightyear toy when, like... Like, why wouldn't you have the other cadets or Space right, Rangers, I right. mean? And, like... Yeah. like or I guess he technically, at some point, gets Zerg. But like sort of by happenstance, yeah. right? In the second movie, like he just happens. To... Yeah, Andy doesn't get Zerg. It's they run into Zerg at a toy store. I actually just watched that movie the other night. So. Okay, I was trying to remember if he got a Zerg at the end of two. No, he gets okay. he gets the Roundup Gang, but that's it. Oh, and the aliens, the three aliens. Okay, but the aliens in weren't in Lightyear. I was surprised about that. I thought they were. The I pizza planet. was wondering. Yeah, I kept waiting for like a post credit or something, but no, yeah, nothing with the aliens. I guess spoiler I was... alert. If they, well, there's never going to be a Lightyear 2, I don't think. But if they had made one, I was hoping they'd go to actual Pizza Planet. Yeah, uh, that could be fun. And it'd be like this, like really obvious, like in the movie, like uh, product placement thing. And then you saw mm-hmm. the aliens or whatever. What were you going to say, Chris? I was going to say, hasn't hasn't Minions done more in one weekend than yeah. Lightyear did in its entire run? Like Lightyear basically just tanked. That's pretty much accurate, yeah. yeah. I mean, Lightyear is but, still in theaters. But yeah, it, as of now... Minions on its opening weekend has well outgrossed uh, Lightyear, and it's however long, two or three weeks that's been in theaters. Um, and it's on its way to outgross, I think, most of the movies that come out this summer, including maybe Doctor Strange, um, which is surprising. So Gosh. it's basically Tom Cruise and the Minions are saving the cinema at this point. That's <laughs> that's the reality uh, of the situation right now. The marketing for for Lightyear was really weird, though. Like it was almost non-existent. Oh, it was existent. It was just very confusing. I think people were just like, well, it's kind of like 
Yeah. It's kind of like the marketing for the nun where it's like you, they basically only use the one little handful of footage for all of the marketing. Okay. From what I could tell or what I saw. And it's just like, you're going into light. You're like, I don't know what this movie is. Like after reading about what the plot is for that movie, I'm like, wow, I didn't get any of that from the, you know, I mean, it's like, whoa, whoa, it's like yeah. I thought that you think first... it's a space adventure and then it's like, nope, it's an existential drama where Buzz Lightyear is going forward in time and leaving all his loved ones behind and they're growing up and living their lives and maybe they're dead or something. It's basically, something. it's Pixar's interstellar ultimately. Yeah. yeah. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, um, kind of surprised <laughs> because well, the first trailer like made it just look like it was going to be a cool space adventure. I guess this yeah. is it ain't no group presents a mini discussion. <laughs> Sorry, John. It would be really uh, funny anyway. if we just met the, the rest of this review <laughs> talking and about he, light years. Chris not having right. seen it. Anything. Right. <laughs> anyway, just to throw in though, uh, it's, the first trailer made it look like it was just going to be like a cool space sci-fi movie, which I was like, hell yeah, Pixar doing sci-fi. That sounds great. You know, Wally's wonderful. Uh, and then uh, the second – and then they released the trailer where it actually – it's not that it like doesn't give the plot. It's that it gives an actually like an incorrect plot. It shows him do the thing and then when he gets back, he's like – she's like, oh, I'm the granddaughter. He's like, how long have I been gone? And it's like – having seen the movie, a totally different contextual scene where the cat is saying <laughs> 60 years. And that is not, so I was like, Oh, okay. So it's that he goes and then comes back and it's just been 60 years. And then we go, but it's not that either. It's the incremental of it all, which I watched the documentary on Disney plus about like the making of it. This was like a half an hour long. Um, and they talk about how that part of it was actually inspired by the pandemic and how like, nothing is going on. The only thing that's marking changes that is that your friends and family are getting older. Um, and that's I, horrible. Right. Well, that's, and that's like <laughs> the like sadness of that. And I, that made me appreciate the movie a little bit more because I like can relate to it a little bit, you know, I, I mean, we yeah. Check, yeah, sorry. Have we checked to see if Andrew Stanton is okay? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, because I, he I forget. Wrote, uh, I think it's Agnes, uh, McLean. Yeah. Angus directed. McLean, I think did this yeah. one. No, but uh, Stanton wrote part of it. Oh, did he? Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. And he was responsible for the opening title thing of like, oh, a 12-year-old boy mm. saw this Interstellar mm. movie and wanted to tell what you think. Yeah. Um, then Andrew Stanton's other Pixar movie, or one of the Pixar movies, is is Wally, mm-hmm. which is also a sci-fi movie with a horribly existential yeah. bent to it. <laughs> yeah. Which, don't and, get me wrong, Wally might be my favorite Pixar movie. Um, it's, I watched it's my favorite, the, yeah. It it was the I watched that movie for the second time like three weeks ago and man that thing is stellar. It's yeah yeah it's interstellar almost. It is yeah. a little bit uh, <laughs> in a way. It is you know it's like oh robot and a love story yeah, and, and also the world is ending and there's trash everywhere and there's fat people in, in space and stuff. <laughs> and who could forget? I know Will's been waiting to say this. Andrew Stanton's classic John Carter of Mars. Yeah. yeah. Well, John Carter. <laughs> just John mean. Carter. Just look, I I like I like John Carter. <laughs> I never saw it. I can't speak it's, to it. The joke it is a good it's a good yeah. movie. The joke I was going to make is who could forget finding Dory. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he make that too? Yeah. yeah, he's He made that because John Carter failed at the box office. And yeah, he was, was like, like to well, make up for it. Yeah, he was like, uh, okay. I got to I got to make another hit. And then I think he he didn't direct, but he was involved as a writer for Obi-Wan. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he like wrote wow. like the last couple episodes of it. I think. Interesting. Was, anyway, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, hopefully he didn't write the first four episodes. <laughs> no, I know he was like credited for at least two or three, but they were like towards the back end. I think I didn't watch Obi Wan, so I don't. I could be speaking off turn, but uh, yeah. it might surprise you to hear that the last couple episodes are by far the best. I've heard mostly bad things about Obi Wan, so I, I can imagine. I, I know the beginning it of it was a movie. Yeah, that's what I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. Why does it's your, not bad, yeah. but it's just not that special. Well, I just heard that it, it didn't really like justify itself ever because mm-hmm. it's like right. Because I mean, like that's kind of the the fault, really. If you're going to do an Obi Wan thing, is that's it's sort of sandwiched in between two different trilogies. Mm-hmm. You yeah, it's like, like it's both a sequel to the prequels and a prequel to the right. original <laughs> trilogies. <laughs> like it, by, by definition, it can't do anything that has too much effect on the universe. Right. So then, but they should have. It's the Better Call Saul problem, though. They should have made it more of a character drama, and okay. they just yeah. didn't. Yeah. I, I will say it's probably worth watching just for the Obi Wan Anakin confrontations yes. Yes. in the last few episodes. Those I are mean, good. It's, it's it's really well put together. I'm for sending Chris sense. a meme. I may have already sent this to you, but it, okay. If, if either way, it's funny. Well, speaking it of is. prequels, sorry, go <laughs> ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I was going to just say like that. Something that always got me about Obi Wan is that there's a scene in the or first episode where eight year old Leia or whatever is getting chased by bad guys, and it's that's a very poorly shot scene because it's these fully grown men chasing after this tiny girl and they're clearly not putting in any effort to, to catch her. Cause she's just a little girl. She's she just kind of like, you know, running like a little girl right. or whatever. And then but the guy, the, the, the men are like, not, are they not trying at all? And they're like running into stuff and getting slapped by branches and whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was imagining uh, it as like a, like Batman, like the sixties Batman thing where it's like, they're running on a screen. Uh, some days like, you just can't get rid right? of a bomb. <laughs> well, no, 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 I just meant like, yeah. they're like running in front of like a clear, like green screen that they're just like, Oh yes. Like, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. all in the real thing. Like she, they, these guys could catch her in a second if they wanted to, but yeah, it's, she's if, like, if, if it was yeah. a green screen, it actually might be better. <laughs> <laughs> she, she pushes through a bush and then the guys get caught in the bush, and it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Foiled that. once yeah. again. <laughs> I do think, yeah, that was one of the biggest um, weaknesses of Obi-Wan is that, like, three of the six episodes are We Gotta Save Leia, which there's already a movie about that. It's the original one. It's but, like, oh, no, she got kidnapped yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Like, you know, it does make sense that we're going on all these tangents. So much stuff has come out in the last month. There's a sure. lot to talk about. Anyway. And so, so much yeah. stuff happens in Minions, the Rise and of Minions, Gru. Minions, the Rise sure. of Gru. See, we brought it back. There we yeah. go. Yeah, so Minions, Rise of Gru, as we mentioned, the fifth film in the series, directed by, I think his name's Cal Bada? Or, let me double check it. Um, it's a guy, he, he's been like the co-director for a number of the recent Illumination <laughs> films. But he's not Pierre Coffin. Yeah, it's Chris. It's Kyle Balda. Uh, I just saw his first, meme. Okay. Uh, it's his first solo effort, and it has Steve Carell reprising his role as Gru up as a child, as well as Russell Brand returning as Dr. Nefario. I believe this is the first time he's been in one of these movies since uh, Despicable Me 2, because... For some reason, he was like out of it for a while. Like they had to freeze his character in the third movie because they couldn't get him back. There's also Alan Arkin, 
Taraji P. Henson, John Claude Van Damme, Lucy Lawless, Dolph Lundgren, Danny Trejo, Michelle Yao, Julie Andrews, and a bunch of other folks, according to Letterbox here. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, let's. The obvious question I have for both of you is: Were you guys looking forward to this movie, and what is your relationship with these past Despicable Me slash Minion films? Let's start with Chris. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, I was looking forward to it. Just, I think, more tangentially because I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be on a podcast again with these with these two two men that I dearly love." Um, otherwise, I probably Aww. wouldn't have seen it. Um, but at, at the same time, as I was in there, I was like, "Man, I." A couple observations: I have seen three, maybe four of the Despicable Me universe movies in theaters. And I'm seeing Minions: The Rise of Gru before I'm watching Top Gun: Maverick. <laughs> so, oh God, Chris. Well, if you had told me that, I didn't I really you told you see s- that yet. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought you saw that. <laughs> no. So I'm like sitting in this theater. I'm like, man, I haven't seen Top Gun: Maverick yet. Um, but no. In my defense, uh, my mom really wants to see it, so we're trying to coordinate we can go see it and our schedules aren't lining up. So like, I'm not going to see it without her. Um, I don't think she's going to like it, but whatever. Why is that? Um, her church friends already liked it. Okay. I think it's going to be too long and loud for her, but you know, whatever. All right. Maybe she'll love it. We'll see. Uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll have... never, maybe we'll never see it. Maybe I'll just never yeah. see it. No, maybe, I, I'm uh, invested now. I want to hear what Chris's mom thinks. Yeah. Of I want, talking. uh, Mrs. Sheridan on Cinemaholics to hear her review. <laughs> Even though we reviewed Top Gun already, I want to hear her review of the film. Uh, get, get a follow-up to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope she likes it. I hope it's not too long. I hope it's not too loud for her. I mean, uh, I think I, th- I think she probably will like it. I mean, she a lot of her friends liked it. They like the same things. I mean, and I right. think we'll both like it. So we, got, we do got to see it soon, though, before it's not any longer in the theaters or whatever. So Well... I'll say this. I don't know if you have to worry about that because it's still doing gangbusters. It's barely had. I don't think it's had more than 10% drop since it's come out. And that was over a month ago. So it, it cracked a billion, right? Uh, has it cracked a billion as of this weekend? I don't know. Uh, I didn't check it yet. I think it did. Yeah. As of a few days ago, man. Yeah. I know it's like in the top 20 highest grossing films ever at this point. It's wow. only continuing to do well. So Undeniably, the biggest hit of the summer, one most people didn't anticipate. We're getting off tangent again because I haven't heard Matt's thoughts about the 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 minions. I guess. Yeah, um, I feel like I was going to say something about Top Gun, but I don't remember, and I also feel like I shouldn't. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, minions. Um, about six years ago or seven, I don't remember when Minions came out. Oh boy, was that twenty fifteen? Uh, yeah, the first um, the first Minion solo film was 2015. Wow. So when that came out... Uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. When, when that came out, I remember by... It's, it's funny to think that that was seven years ago, and the Minions were getting old at that point. And, and now I feel like they've been around even, like, more than twice that... I, I don't know. But they... When did I, the first Despicable Me come out? 2010? So... Yeah, the first Ten, one was yeah. 2010. Yeah, so I was going to point years. this out. Yeah, we're 12 Go years ahead. removed from it. But no, I agree with you because I feel like there is this weird thing. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I don't know what it is. But there is a weird thing where I remember like when we saw the the first Spickable Me movie because we saw it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we saw it at advanced screening, if no. I recall correctly. 
We did not see the first one together. No, no, I meant the first Minions movie. Yes, okay, yeah, we did see that, sorry. Yeah, that's the only one of these I think we've seen together. Yes. Uh, But, I was going to say, I remember at that point, people were getting sick of it, like, the reviews Mm -hmm. were pretty nasty, people were just like, ugh, how dare these Minions, what what, what do they think they're doing? Like, being the star of their own film. <laughs> like, they, they are side players at best. And people were getting well, really the, tired of the commodification. Of what were we going to say, Chris? Does the, in, I haven't seen an Illumination movie recently besides this one. Do the Minions okay. still show up in the Illumination logo yeah. in, like, yeah, non-Minions movies? They don't always knock it over and turn it into a Minion logo like this one. But, yeah, they usually, like, turn on the light or whatever. Like, they're like the Pixar lamp. But, you know, Luxo Jr. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, a lot of, even me, I was like, oh, my God, minions are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but there is but. this weird thing, yeah, where, like, after Spickable Me 3, they weren't really around much anymore. Yeah. And then, like, they were still doing, like, shorts and things like that, but, like, mm-hmm. they weren't really, like, the main players of anything major mm-hmm. outside of, like, you know, like, being in the uh, the logo for the Illumination movies. And now, because of the pandemic, it's like this movie was supposed to come out in 2020. It got pushed back <laughs> two years, uh, at least. Um, and I feel like there's weird resurgence where people feel like, I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's like an ironic thing or if it's like a genuine sort of like I have a joy again like, about seeing these characters because they are like very simple and like things are just so bleak mm-hmm. right now. There's a global pandemic. Roe v. Wade is getting overturned. There's school shootings, all this stuff. And people are just like minions. I know what I'm going to get from this. It's very simple, very sweet, kind of like yeah. a Top Gun thing where it's like it's nostalgic, but it's also like something new that like, I can look forward to. It's like old and new again at once. But what's your theory, Matt? My theory is that, as you said, this franchise is now 12 years old. So imagine you know if you will there are a bunch of you know what would you say is the target audience this movie like kids like seven years old to 10 anyone that's between the ages of six through 15 and 55 to 70 (laughs) okay well focusing on the former of those groups um you know kids who are like six years old seven years old now those kids are going into their twenties um, or like in their late teens. So they are now at an age where they appreciate ironic humor more than they did as kids. So it's almost as if they've come full circle on the minions. Like originally they liked them genuinely, but now it's like the whole, like, Oh, it's ironic to like the minions, but also I have nostalgia from actually liking them. So I think right. it really kind of is a nice dovetail. I mean, is- go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I like that theory because, like, there is this weird thing where I think uh, people haven't really acknowledged this, but, like, Despicable Me as a franchise kind of took past the torch from Shrek. Yes, like, I would Shrek agree ended with that. in 2010. And, like, that, like, I think it was, like, the month after Shrek Forever After came out, there was uh, the first Despicable Me movie. And mm-hmm. they have, like, kind of a similar idea where it's, like, a villainous sort of character mm-hmm. learns to open his heart and like become a good guy and that's basically like at the core of what like shrek is like a, a sort of satirotic character someone who like is going pushing against the tides kind of learns to open up and be accepted and learn to eventually love and be loved right uh, you said he's a what what was the first thing you said like a sort of like satirotic character you know what i mean like a, like a character satirical? who's like satirical satirical yeah like I don't it, know the satirical word. yeah satirical 
like you know, like like um, I might be. It sounded like you were saying sad erotic. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making up a word out. If, if, I, if I am, I've been saying that a lot, so I, I apologize. But um, I, um, you know, like a character who's like very sarcastic, someone who is like very much like brushy against the tides of uh, you know good taste and all that stuff, and that and and you know being a villainous character. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, in this case, grew, uh, you know, learned to love and be loved. Uh, and then there's like, you know, like these like kind of characters in this case that are like basically designed to be the cutest, most plushy, most like adorable thing in the world to sell toys. Yeah, merchandisable. <laughs> and have now picked up this weird second life of being the source of memes for uh jaded or just annoyed Republican ladies on Facebook who are using them as like a way to like voice their you know, air the grievances about random things, but like have a picture of Kevin like doing like the like Pulp Fiction fingers while arguing about something or another. I don't know. I don't really know where the the that source of minion means came from. But in any case, uh yeah, so I, I think you are right, Matt, that like Kind of similar how Shrek in the like the 2010s became uh, a source of like ironic and nostalgic appreciation. I think that's kind of maybe what's happening with Spickle Me now. Yeah, too. we're like we're entering new the generation. era where like probably you know maybe three years from now there will be another podcast like this one where it's some some guys in their 20s talking about watching Despicable Me as kids mm-hmm. and the cycle continues. It's, it's not, I was going to say, yeah, for, me. for this movie, it's like how many people saw it? Cause they're like, I need to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also there's the, the meme where people are, where kids are like putting yes, on suits dress, and, and I saw to the movie at the theater. I saw plenty of kids wearing like oh, tuxedos. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't. I, I wish I, I could have. Well, I'm in yeah, LA, so it's. I really yeah, know. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm in. I That's didn't. the uh, hashtag Gentle Minions movement. Yeah, I Gentle believe it's what it's called. Uh, and people and, are like going yeah. up the escalator with their in their sitting yeah. with their hands. Yeah, they're doing that. whatever. <laughs> and I guess like did you? Uh, apparently, I heard in some theaters like they'll stand up and applaud at random. They'll do a standing mm-hmm. ovation for like random bits <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I That's think is what a I pretty mean. funny it's the bit. ironic. Yeah. Like they're now yeah. old yeah, enough to exactly. appreciate the humor, that humor of it. Well, I think that Morbius was really a turning point for for memes. Like I think yes, it's going to be a thing going forward that that companies are going to use memes as a marketing tool. I mean, well, Universal has that. replied to like videos of these kids in suits and stuff, and they're like, "Looks great!" Like they're mm-hmm. they're leaning into yeah. it, and and also there's theories that all of the Fast and Furious memes last year were a marketing stunt. Uh, you know, with all the family memes that were happening when Fast Nine came out last year, I don't remember those. Oh, they were Are you t- talking about like the the guy, like like the like slew of guys dressed like Dom Toretto. They're going like family, family. Oh no, family. not that. Okay, well, okay. a little that, but also no. Uh, there were a whole ton of memes last summer that were like Mufasa falling into the um, canyon with the stampede, and then there's Dom holding out his hand, and it's like. You know, I, I, we got family. Like, there were there were a whole mm. lot of memes of him like coming into other movies and TV shows and missing something something about family. Oh, wow! So I saw I totally missed that. Wow! Yeah, yeah I missed no, that. Yeah. But I was gonna say to Chris's point, I feel like this response to this new Minions movie is like what 
Sony wanted for Morbius when they brought oh, yeah. it back in the theaters. Like they were hoping yep. people would do dumb stuff, or dumb stuff. I mean, <laughs> uh, out the censor, I guess, uh, dumb stuff like going to the movies in a, in a large crowd in suits, like cheering at random moments. And so, like they're like, kind of like racking their brain, like, well, it didn't happen with Morbius, but it happened with Minions, and like I don't know. I mean, uh, and did you guys see the the sign in front of that one theater that like apparently like if someone came to their yes, establishment yeah. <laughs> dresses a suit they <laughs> would not allow an entry into <laughs> uh minions rise of grew and someone and people were like this is 1984 <laughs> all over again <laughs> what is this not germany suit and be like, like i'm coming from my father's funeral <laughs> yeah we just wow. wanted to laugh minions to laugh i just wanted <laughs> to laugh again <laughs> Oh, I uh, I don't know. Did you guys sign the uh, speaking of Morbius? Did you guys sign the change.org? No, we no. were just kidding. We, we were all busy last <laughs> weekend. Yeah, I didn't, but I signed. I, no, I, I did. did. I, I resurrected my change.org account from ten years ago. Amazing um, to sign the the bring back Morbius for a third time. Um, uh, well, in any case, uh, so well, I never finished yeah. ta- telling. Oh, yeah, I was my, gonna say my yeah. opinion on these movies. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we are we are tangent happy this this time. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I so in 2015, Will and I were going to see the new Minions movie, and like I said, people were already kind of getting sick of them, and I hadn't actually seen any of them. So I watched the first two movies, and then we saw Minions, and I genuinely like think the Minions are hilarious. They're <laughs> so stupid, and I totally get why people hate them too. But like, I if you just look past all that and without the cynicism they're very much just like simple slapstick humor and it just works i don't know it's funny um and i I agree i think even even if you think the minions are annoying these movies understanding of slapstick yes and the comedic timing is really strong yes agreed um and yeah, so then I never, I never saw Despicable Me three uh, out of. I, I, t- I told the guys this before we started recording, but out of protest for it not being called Despicable Three. Um, but I, I, or Despicable, I, Despicable Me with the the, the yeah e the, the e backwards or whatever yeah yeah, yeah it's <laughs> something. I think they did do that for the marketing, but they should have just put that in the title, like Despicable mm-hmm. Me, but with the three. Uh, you know what? I yeah. think you're right, because the, they, so too, the yeah. title comes up and the three spins around or whatever, and it's an, an E now or something. Yeah, yeah, but it should have just been Despicable 3. Anyway, um, I I do I like the Minions. I was, I was looking forward to seeing this, but like I wasn't necessarily going to like go out of my way to go to the theater to see it. And then a friend of mine was like, Hey, I'm going to be going on Sunday. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. And so he got me a ticket and then more friends ended up joining us. Like the group doubled. And then we also decided to go to IHOP before to do the like minions tie in menu. Oh boy. Uh, we ended up not really ordering because none of the food actually looked very good. It was all like banana pancakes <laughs> and stuff. And I, I oh, can't yeah, have it looks, yeah. It looks yeah. horrible. I, I was maybe going to get the burger, but it, the burger sounded awful. Uh, so what we did, we just got – they have the cinnamonians, which are basically these just like little cinnamon roll bites. And we got – What's a, on the – What's on the minion burger? It's the Gru burger. It's like – it's it's. I think it's called Gru's Evil Steak Burger. It's like the <laughs> – <laughs> it's so lazy. It has like jalapenos and stuff on it. I don't know. It, it just it Ugh. just didn't sound like my cup of tea. Uh, I hope was or, or a slice of burger, right? Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's I guess your your relationship to the franchise. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find myself in a similar camp 
to you. I guess I'm of split lines as far as minions themselves and that I I do get very easily annoyed with how corporate they are. Like like I said before, it's so clear that Illumination designed them to be as like plushy and cute and franchisable and like franchise friendly and marketable as possible to like make as much money as possible. Like it, it's so clear like they designed these characters to be that. But, you know, like when I like when I think about the minions, I'm like, oh, I get so annoyed. Like, this is just like a low point for like pop culture. But like actually watching these movies or just watching these characters, they're fairly slight and amusing. Like it's not it's really hard to get mad at like the minions proper because like we said, like they, they do honor goofy sort of Looney Tunes type slapstick comedy. They are fairly harmless as far as like the actual comedy itself. And it's just kind of goofy and silly. It's not really like anything. I, I especially nowadays where like I find myself kind of in a similar camp to a lot of people where it's like it is almost sort of nostalgic and simple. But it is also, you know, like it's very, very simple in a way that I don't find annoying at this point in my life. Like I I, I, I think at an earlier point, like around 2017 or 2018, if this movie had come out, I'd be more jaded and annoyed by it. But now I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? They are what they are, I guess. But that's not to reveal my opinion of the film. Uh, do we just want to go into our actual opinions on this film <laughs> since we're about half an hour into this? Before we do that, um, I missed a okay. couple. I, I think I missed a f- the first few minutes of the movie because um, oh. there's an issue at the box office. The guy in front of me had like a flyer or something for a hmm. discounted ticket to Top Gun and nobody knew what was going on. And so I'm like just standing there waiting for the cashier to explain how the seating system works to this old guy. And then another cashier comes up and is like, do you guys have online tickets? And then the three people behind me said yes. And they ran up to the thing and cut in front of me. So basically I'm just standing here. Um, and then when I finally got into the theater, um, it was the part where uh, Bell Bottom was uh stole the thing stole the map or whatever and got into evil records so what did i miss before that uh i think we already said it but the minions uh mess up the illumination logo and create the word minion and then they cheer and get squished and then the movie starts Oh, so I didn't really miss anything? You nope. didn't, it doesn't sound like you okay. really missed anything, yeah? All right, cool, good, 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 good. I was uh, really mad. <laughs> did you guys see the movie in 3D, by the way? I forgot that. No, I saw it in Dolby, no. but not 3D. Okay. I saw it in IMAX. Due to the timing of it, I had to see it in 3D. That was like the only showtime I could see it in, which is fine because I have A-list, so it didn't cost me extra. But it was very weird to see a 3D movie again. I feel I like 3D I, was solid in the, for this. It's all right, yeah. I mean, like some moments, they, they really punctuate other times i kind of forgot i was watching in 3d i will say the avatar trailer looks fantastic in 3d you guys get a chance to see that uh i'm glad 3d is kind of coming back a little bit because i always um i know a lot of people like to hate on 3d but i always like it um sure i like it in small dose i I like it now where it looks like 3d is getting better at least Mm -hmm. my experience like it looks like they've improved upon it when it wasn't something that like people use just to make a quick buck outside of disney i think um, because like the, like they showed the trailer for, uh, Thor in 3d too. And just like, it looks fine. Like it just looks like whatever. I think like, it's always best with converted. animated properties. Yeah. Well, it's also like, like you know, is, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a matter of, you know, made for a 3d versus, mm-hmm. um, through it, through it into 3d converted. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. minions, the rise of Gru, uh, Matt, 
why don't you start with your opinion of the actual film since you so eloquently described your relationship with this <laughs> franchise? Yeah, uh, it was good. You know, I don't know. I didn't really have much to like say about it, but I enjoyed it just fine. You know, the humor was good. It wasn't too long. I love a sub 90 minute movie. Um, it didn't overstay its welcome. I, I will say I it, it's partly because I was a little sleepy, but I did almost start to doze a little bit uh, towards the end of the second act. But then once the third act got going, I was I was into it. Um, and it, it, you know, I sat back up, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was funny. It, it, it did what I think it was trying to do. So 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. What about you, Chris? Um, I was <clears throat> surprised by how often I laughed. Like I was laughing more than some of the kids in the, honestly, there were more, uh, uh, laughs from the adults than there were from the kids, from what I could tell. Yeah, maybe, I laughed a lot at this one. Maybe the movie or the adults were laughing harder than the kids were uh, <laughs> being able to hear the kids, but like I, I thought it was, there was some really funny stuff, like the whole airplane bit. Yeah, the airplane bit was killing me. I, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Definitely yeah, absolutely. The high point, I think, of the film for me was the airplane <laughs> bit. I don't even know what made it so funny. I think it's just like how incompetent they are. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's really hard I think, to screw up the minions, like catch me if you can, catch me if you can your way onto a plane <laughs> and become yeah. pilots and then just fly a plane to San Francisco. It's just like such a simple goofy <laughs> premise. It's yeah. like they would have to like try actively to make it bad to for not, not to work. <laughs> right. like, That's a good point. Yeah. The, the, the lady box at these three little yellow creatures trying to get into a plane, but no, Three little yellow creatures dressed as pilots. <laughs> That's fine. Effortlessly, like like <laughs> and it, it cuts to them in the cockpit, and it's like, wait, where are the other? Where are the pilots? It's <laughs> Did like they get onto this plane. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I think that there's, what what makes that so funny is that they don't show you how they got into the plane. They yes, just, exactly. <laughs> and then well, Kevin because, or whatever, he's yeah. like mm-hmm. swiping his hand. He's just like pressing buttons, like mm-hmm. whatever, and they get safely to san francisco <laughs> make it that's all good <laughs> i mean i will say that the something that does that did amuse me with both the first minions movie and this one is that like the relationship that other people have to minion characters mm-hmm. like they always acknowledge that they're weird and like some of you point out that like they look bad or goofy or weird but no one really like freaks out or questions them they're just like who's that odd looking little man over there or you know like they're just like I'm sorry, like, we don't permit children into this establishment or whatever. Like, they never, like, no one really, like, bulks at the idea of seeing a minion, even though they're clearly not human and they're little, like, freakazoid creatures. Like, everyone just treats them as just what they are. Yeah. Which, I, which is something I find to be amusing about both these minion spinoff films. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, uh, especially, you know, because, like, Gru's mom is just treats him like his weird friends that come with, like, his re- weird roommates or whatever. Yeah, I think she calls them and, his weird buddies or something. Yeah, and she either doesn't know or doesn't care that he has an entire underground lair in the basement. Like, does she never go down there? And you know who voiced the mom? Uh, Julie Andrews? Yeah, yeah Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews, yeah. Was that so a new character? Have, yeah. Oh yeah, there is another no, another she, new character in this too. You know, Julie Andrews minions. was the, the mom was in Despicable Me Two. Wasn't That's she? what I'm wondering is if she's in another oh, one. Oh yeah, no, I think you're actually right. I th- I figured I she, she probably was. was. Yeah, 
Yeah, because so they bring back Ju- a lot of characters. We got uh, Julie Andrews as Gru's mom, and mm-hmm. Julie Andrews as the Kraken in Aquaman, but still no Julie Andrews coming back as Mary for cameo and Mary Poppins returns, Mary Poppins. <laughs> which is forever going to be one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I like what you said about you know people just kind of they they don't really reject the minions out of hand. Um, like uh, the uncle who is given the stone, just kind of like, hey buddy, he just hitch a ride on my thing. And yeah, becomes just friends. Gives him the <laughs> gives him the stone, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna miss you. It's like I, hey, I was like, this go? has to be like yeah. a, a fever dream or something. But it's like, nope, it's real. <laughs> I want actually more scenes with the uncle, and I think that that's Otto, right? Otto, that yeah. Goes on. So Otto's a new character, yes, right? Like I don't think Otto was in the previous Despicable Me movies. I don't know if he's been named. Uh, he's, I think he's probably like, or like a similar design. This is like you can't really tell for sure, but yeah, right. Like, this is well, I like to think that like he just was introduced to this film, but doesn't appear in the Despicable Me movies. So there is a decent chance that he'll have a traumatic and horrible death in Despicable or uh, um, the Minions Three, or but he is definitely the the Kim Wexler of the Despicable Me franchise, and that I don't quite know what's <laughs> going to happen between now and the events of the Despicable Me plotline. Yes. But yeah, oh gosh, um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I mean, did, did you have anything else to say about the film itself, Chris, uh, before I jump into my thoughts? Oh, I have, I have plenty to say, um, okay. but uh, we, well, can, it, we, can, yeah. we can have a cadence. I don't have to, say, I don't sure. have to pour all my thoughts at the same time. Um, sure. I, uh, there's a couple of stray thoughts just uh, off the top of my head. Um, nunchucks was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I like, like that she could fly. Oh. Yeah, she's like ascends. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, no, I, and, I agree with Chris. I like the fact that she like, confirms that god exists in this universe and that she has the power of god's will to allow her to fly and levitate from any given place that's a, um, a fun gag that, that was cracking me up throughout the film what about the part where a 12 year old boy almost got torn in half by a clock tower uh yeah there's a lot of child torture in this film <laughs> yeah. more so than i anticipated to be honest uh yeah. not just solely from that scene but there's like another like a giant record scene where like <laughs> yeah. a kid's like spun yeah. you know uh, to the point of delirium. Uh, and he's like, there's, he, he's yeah. like, if, if the if the song replay, playing over the course of forty hours will kill you, these saw blades will. Right, it's like man, that's this is a child. Quickly. Yeah. Also, a child's like hung to his death uh, in a scene earlier than that, like forced to call his parents for ransom. Just oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, child torture, but other than that, a fairly accurate depiction of what my experience is like in San Francisco. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, all that. Like, I, I was really surprised where it's like, oh, you know, they're not going to just, you know, shoot Gru with the stone and turn him into a, a whatever, and then it's like, nope, she's going to strap him between the clock, the hands of the clock tower, and he's going to be mm. j- straight up jigsawed by the by the clock tower. Yeah, and he it's like every every minute the 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 hand turns and Gru is like screaming and his clothes are ripping and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I like that we spend more time acknowledging that he is in quite a bit of pain yeah, as this is happening. They, yeah. They don't lay it on they don't put it lightly. He's clearly yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah. He's like literally uh, a minute away from mm-hmm. dying. <laughs> or be, his having his limbs torn. Uh any case uh anything more broad about the film you have to say 
uh, Chris, before I can kind of just jump into my general thoughts? Uh, the animation was beautiful. Okay. I, I, I was really surprised by it. Like, I've heard that yeah. Lightyear is kind of, was a little bit disappointing in terms of the, the fidelity no, I, of the animation. I no, the, the, vi- animation, the visuals yeah, was pretty spectacular in Lightyear, okay. yeah. I mean, story is where I think the issues come in with mm-hmm. Lightyear. Okay. Uh, not to get back into that film, but <laughs> yeah. No, but I but agree. yeah, no, the, the animation here was yeah really ahead. vibrant, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I especially liked um, the animation of the water in mm-hmm. the the crocodile scene. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. the The rain looked really good, mm-hmm. um, and when the auto and and um, and the uncle come over the 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 hill and everything's just laid out before them, it's just like everything about this movie just really pops. Yes. Illumination really does a good job with their textures. Um, yeah, I have I've always felt that way. Um, yeah, they it's such a unique style too because it's like very like realistic, but the proportions are not like texture wise. It's very realistic. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but yeah. No, it, I, I know what you're saying. Um, definitely. And then uh, uh, my last thought for now is uh, I, I really loved the James Bond style opening credits. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that too. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, just generally, I what I'll say because I think I'm maybe slightly more negative than both of you, but not to the point where I, I feel very critical of the film. I just think I, I find myself more middling about it compared to most of the other Spickle Me movies, only in the sense that I feel like it's kind of caught between being a Minions movie proper and Despicable Me 0.5. Like, the weirdest complaint that I had walking out of the film was like, I think this had too much plot for its own good. Like, I felt like there was too much developed as far as, like, the Vicious Six and Gru and Alan Arkin, the evil mentor and stuff, which is not bad, but I felt like I was kind of checked out when it wasn't the actual Minions stuff yeah there's definitely way too much going on in this movie which is weird for what should just be a spin-off to like this the the minions like mm-hmm. i think the first movie for as much people complain about i think it, it understood that it just kind of needs like a loose ramshackle like road trip plot just as an excuse to have the minions do goofy weird things like i felt it moved a lot better in that film and was a lot more agreeable Whereas, like, with this one, I felt like it was a lot of, like, kind of stop and starting, like, now we got to focus on Gru, uh, young Gru, and now it's, like, back to the Vicious Six, and now let's see what the minions are doing. They're learning Kung Fu, isn't that cute? Anyway, back to Gru. Um, and I think, like, like I think the actual stuff we get with the minions can be pretty amusing. Like we said, like, the, the playing sequence, I think, is a lot of fun. I like the stuff with Otto trying to get the, like, gold necklace back, like, traveling across the country, and just, like pedaling his little legs out across the on his little like what do you call those a uh, tricycle bike or whatever like i think all that stuff the proper minion stuff as well as like big how wheel. he actually lost sorry big wheel how he actually lost the necklace for a pet rock i think is a pretty fun uh side tangent in the film like i think it's amusing little like short film in it uh especially when you see like auto like fighting what is that like a geese or something that's flying for some reason it's a duck, I think. yeah, that, yeah that was yeah uh, oh, was the, that the, du- the duck flying yeah. that that whole it's a long story is was really mm-hmm. funny yeah yeah i also love that like because like the minions like people assume they speak gibberish but they're actually speaking like spanish 
French, it's like, like Italian, Euro- European like, gibberish, kind of. <laughs> right. Well, like, like they, they, I think they mostly speak like Spanish because, like, I remember at one point, I think it's French. Like Bob's, I think, or no, Kevin, I think is like pleading to Gru when he's like getting ready to abandon the the minions. He's like, "Por favor, por favor," like he's like trying, like being like, "Please, please." So it's like he's not actually like, like that's not gibberish. That is like you know spanish well, but then he'll I, just like say it, what they're, yeah. they're the minionese it what it does is it borrows like phrases from a bunch of different languages right and that's because they're like these like timeless beings of mm-hmm. i guess accumulating language from yeah they're indestructible generations and centuries and all that yeah yeah anywho but that's just my general thoughts uh but i don't mean to be cynical that's just kind of like walking away i kind of felt like like i i think it's fine for what it is but i also weirdly find myself feeling like I could have gotten more minion goofiness. And maybe that was just my expectations setting me up to fail. But it sounds like that wasn't an issue for you two, at least, which is good. Yeah. One thing I appreciate about these movies is their commitment to going absolutely nuts in the third act. Well, certainly in this one, yeah. Well, in the first Minions, you had Kevin, or I get them all mixed up, but he turns into a giant Uh, or something. Yeah. I think, well, Kevin's the tall, lanky one. Bob is a little cute, childlike one. And I think Stuart is like the, the one with one eye. That's correct. Is that, is that, yeah. So if it was... Hey, I got him right. Bob <laughs> that went giant in the first one? Is it? I mean, Bob's like the little like kid-like one. Like the one that always has like yeah. a teddy oh, bear. Maybe was, or, no, I think it was Kevin. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. The yeah, I was going to say, Kevin, so I think, I think yeah. it was Kevin that got yeah. really like, it, like yeah. kaiju size at the yeah, end of yeah. the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like in the, third, in the first one, you like Kaiju Kevin, um, and then in this one, it's like, oh, there's a super villains with like, oh my god, now they're ancient dragons or whatever. They're, they're ancient, you know, mythical beasts. Um, I did love that Jean Claude Van Damme played the lobster guy. Um, uh, but anyway, you know, like it, it just kind of escalates so quickly, and Gru's going to get torn in half, and then the minions are. Uh, maybe maybe I'm just a, a child at heart, but when the minions no, I mean, channeled mm-hmm. into their their inner beast or whatever, and they like Wah! yeah, and the their screams, eyes turn red, it was and the fire me blows up. up behind them, and like so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that kind of speaks to like the, the what's so childlike and amusing about these movies that they just like go with like the goofiest idea they can. It's like, yeah, why not? But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say, I I, I always love a transformation sequence and. This movie had a fun one, and yeah, it's, that's all. I'm glad we could finally see a minion reproduce, which is something I've been looking forward to for five films now. Yeah, I guess we need to address the chicken. Uh, <laughs> that was really funny. And the and fact that it thing, stuck around afterwards. like yeah, <laughs> But it's not in Despicable Me 3, so that, right. that leaves... Or Despicable Me 1, I mean. So, <laughs> so uh, your eyes. Maybe him and Otto like get into some sort of Maybe, uh, yeah. accident. That's gonna because we do see at the end of this movie. Uh, not to get in the spoiler territory, but there is a funeral sequence, <laughs> which means that the minions have to accept and process loss and grief. Dude, so, minion funeral yeah. sequence was killing me. <laughs> I, I, I was it bad that that was like one of the hardest laughs I got. No, I think it was kind of singing in be. the choir. The, yeah, the, the minions singing in the choir, and then like when they come out as pallbearers, and they're like, flop, <laughs> like it's like, how are they? Ma- how is this real? This is a real thing. We're watching the minions messing up a funeral. Absolutely, body that coffin into the. 
<laughs> one of them falls under it. Like it's just it's absurd. It's so funny. Yeah. My favorite is like well for one you see the, like the audience that attend the funeral and it's like a bunch of characters from the film that had no relation to the character who died which I found <laughs> to be very funny. But also like, yeah that? just like the the fact that they, they acknowledge that the goofy stuff's happening but they're very respectful cuz it's a funeral so they're just like watching like with grim faces the minions just like mess up this funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't one of the attendees of the funeral the the rocket pet guy that was after Gru um, yes. at the audition? It was, and also the lady that teaches the minions, uh, Kung Fu, was there for some mm-hmm. reason. I saw her. Who was? Who yeah. else was there? There was like two other people. Just people had that didn't even meet the character who died, yeah. <laughs> which I find to be very funny. Anyway, sorry if that spoiled anything for anyone who hasn't seen the film yet. Well, I but. Think- Given that the yeah. vicious six are mice or whatever, and then Gru and the minions were there, everybody else there are people that we've seen in the movie so far, but never met the character that died. Right. Yeah. So weird sequence, I'll have to admit, but one that that was cracking me up, whether intentionally or not. The just the absurdity of it. I think it was intentional. Um, I don't know because, like, you see during this, like, Gru has like an emotional moment. Yeah. And then you just like see the minions like inquiring like you said like having well, a heartfelt rendition of sorry what were you gonna say? no i was just gonna say that they like this it's it starts out somber and then you know i i, I are we spoilers i feel like we could we're kind of you know what screw it yeah, yeah. If people are spoilers point, in yeah. three two one all right this is officially spoilers for minions arise a group so it starts out somber and then he sees that the character who's dead is not actually dead and then they start being very slapsticky like i think it's very deliberate that they show you this is not an actual funeral before the minions start spilling the coffin and all of that uh, yeah but no yeah. but i mean just like I was laughing even before that, though, just sure. for the absurdity. Yeah, them in the uh, choir. Yeah, I agree. yeah, and like singing like a heart. What, what song is it that uh, Otto singing? You can't always get what you want. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that, I love for the minions. Like, I mean, it, it's cynical as I can sometimes be about them. Like when they do stuff like that, or like the plane sequence. Like I find it can't really help funny. But laugh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's just so they're so goofy. Like I mean, like how can you not appreciate the little tater tots? That? You know, they're yeah. <laughs> They're little like SpongeBob Twinkies that just go mm-hmm. around causing havoc. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else we really have to say about it, it, the, the one thing about this movie is that it doesn't really have like thought provoking things to say, as our tangent filled conversation suggests. But uh, <laughs> Chris, you said you had quite a few things you wanted to say about the film, and I think now would be a good time to dive into those. Um. I mean, I'm if not, we could just... Okay. <laughs> I, I liked how the Minions had little Kill Bill outfits when they were infiltrating Wild Knuckles hideouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like how uh, <laughs> uh, Gru's mom has a MLM for farting Tupperware. That was funny. The Minions the minions at the uh, Tupperware party was killing me, too. <laughs> like... Ugh. The one, like, like the one yeah. kept putting the tennis balls back in his shirt, like, yeah. <laughs> and they keep falling they out. Kept fall- like even at the end of the shot, it's like the the camera panning up and they fall out again. It's just uh, it's the little details. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like yeah, the the tennis balls falling out of the shirt. Like I'm I there's these two like maybe late teenagers pushing past me, 
out of the aisle to go to the bathroom, whatever they're doing. And I'm, I'm laughing like a 32 year old man laughing like a lunatic at farting Tupperware. <laughs> and this kid's going to be like, this is the guy. I'm sitting, I'm sitting like alone at the end of an aisle and I'm just roaring with laughter at some of these things. And this 12 year old girl's like turning around, looking at me like, what are you, what's going on with you? Um, <laughs> that, I, I, that was, I guess, I think overall the movie was, was fine, but there, there were moments that were really, really funny. Um, I can't remember yeah. all of the parts where I laughed. I think I feel like there's something that I forgot that I was laughing really hard at, but I don't know what it was. Um, Related to the minions or something else in the film? Um, a lot of the stuff of uh, Michelle Yeoh training the minions was really funny. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to make this comment, but like the oh, second, everything the second best once. movie this year. With Michelle Yeoh and uh, a rock with googly eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of it. Well, I thought you just meant, like, the the second best Michelle Yeoh uh, kung fu movie of the year. But also googly eyes with a rock. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Soon to be the third best Michelle Yeoh kung fu movie of the year once Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank comes out. Oh, gosh. Is she in that one, too? Yeah. Do you guys see the trailer for it before the movie? Yeah, no. I see the trailer all the time. I just generally tune out because it looks bad. We're in a real Michelle Yonassance here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to push to the edge. That's where she gets, like, you know, the big bucks, hopefully, you know. You said it's I've been pa- doing a bit online where I'm like the one person who's looking forward to Pause of Fury because like classic. No one I know like like even the kids like in the audience who are like uh, laughing yeah. like hyenas when the Lyle Lyle Crocodile oh trailer gosh. came on. <laughs> that we're movie dead looks silent. Horrible. <laughs> when, I mean, I'm not here to disparage that film. I'm just saying that like. Well, I'm here to disparage. Tra- Lyle, okay. Lyle Lyle Crocodile looks looks really bad. I just think How that like like you know. They're, they were like laughing hysterically when that trailer comes on. Pause the Fury trailer comes on. Dead silence from the audience. Like no one could care. Uh, and I'm, so I'm going to be the one. I'm going to pretend to be the one guy who's just like, pause the Fury, guys. Let's do it. I'll go see that so, if you will. I'm not planning to see that film. But if well, you want to see it, let me know how it is. Uh, well, it's direct. It's from, the, it's, from the, it's from the director of The Lion King. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Which one? Rob, Rob Minkoff. Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't think that's true because I know they switched directors midway through. Well, he's one of them. It's, it's directed by Rob Minkoff, Mark Koitzier, and Chris Bailey. You know what that movie is a loose uh, remake of, by the way. Which one? Pause of Fury. Pause of Fury is a remake of. It's a loose. Uh, don't look it up. Just I want you to guess what that's a loose remake of. I'll give you a hint. It's not Air the Dragon. Is it Seven Samurai? No. Oh, what is it? You're you're not gonna guess it because it's not a, a martial arts movie. It's uh, Matt, okay. do you have a guess? Uh, do you want me to just tell you? Or you want to keep guessing? Yeah, just I, I don't have a guess. I'm curious. Okay, it's a loose remake of Blazing Saddles. Oh hmm. my god! According to Wikipedia, it was originally going to be called Blazing Samurai, and it was supposed to come out initially in 2014. Whoa, that <laughs> explains a lot. So, woof. There you go. Uh, I guess I'll do it as far as our conversation of the minions. Uh, oh, actually, that doesn't do it because oh. we haven't played the Rotten Tomatoes game. Are you guys familiar oh, with the Rotten yes, Tomatoes yes, game? Right, we got to guess it, right? Yeah. So basically, I'm going to pull up. Hopefully, you guys haven't seen it already. I've uh, this seen will be it. my first time. Okay. So right. I'll let Matt guess first. 
Mm. Uh, so what's going to happen is I'm going to pull up the Rotten Tomatoes score for Minions, The Rise of Gru. Wait, have you seen it yet, first? Will? I'm looking at it right now. It's oh, first man, I'm I was going to say, if you hadn't seen oh, it Oh, yeah, we could have let Chris do it. Oh, well. Ah, uh, shoot. Well, oh, well. I'll still play, well, I was going to say, yeah, Matt can play. Uh, well, Chris, have you seen either the cinema score for this film or the letterbox score? Because that's what we're going to guess next. No, I haven't seen those. Okay, so at least you'll be able to do honest guesses for those. But first, all right, so Matt, since you haven't seen either the uh, critic score or audience score, I want you to guess what you think the score is for both at this time. Okay, so this is Rotten Tomatoes, so like general critics. This is Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that this has ballpark, let's say 77%. I feel like three quarters okay. of people like this movie. And what about the audience score? Audience score, I'm going to say, is probably like probably people memeing it. So it's probably in the 90s. Let's say 94. Okay. Chris, uh, your answer is going to be biased, but what is your guess for what the score is at the moment? Um, 70% critics, 80. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the audience score, so I'm going to say 80, 87%. Well, you are closer, Chris, in terms of the critic score, because right now it is at 72%. Mm. But Matt was closer as far as the audience score, because right now it is at 91%. Wow. So there you go. I got my finger on the pulse, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Suffice it to say, people are liking the movie. Like, it's a a hit. And also, I, I didn't even mention before, uh, it made, I think, $125 million throughout the four-day weekend. Wow. So, And I know. was was eight of those dollars, or whatever a, whatever it cost on A-List. Now, it's time to get... So, you guys, are you familiar with CinemaScore? Yeah. I don't think I am. All right, so CinemaScore is a weird collective of people in Las Vegas who, for some reason, constantly get pulled about the newest films, and as soon as they get out of the theater, they give a grade for, like, if they saw Top Gun, like, what did you think about that movie? A, Loved it. That's an A+. Plus. A through F, Or yeah. they see, yeah, or if they see Darren Aronofsky's mother, they're like, well, what did you think about that? I didn't get that at all. F. Yeah. <laughs> what else recently got an F that was, like, really weird? Um, I, don't, I know men, people thought was going to get an F, but it got, like, a D. Uh, so this is a specific group of critics every time, or it's pulling no, they're the, not ge- even it's the general public. They're just some, yeah, it's just yeah, some people in Vegas. But I don't the, know is why it the same people matters. every time. No, okay, I don't believe so. So they're but pulling I like to think in it Vegas. Is. Okay, you, you're like you, you come out of the movie, you're just a regular and there's like guy, a guy who's like, well, you, yeah, okay, like, okay, and it's the average movie, yeah, okay. You know, like like it, it would be like if like when you go to like the screens with me and there's like the general yeah. audience people. Yeah. If they like just pulled those audiences and just like, gotcha. what grade would you give that movie? And like the average score they give it okay. is what they'd post. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the one that, the one that always confused me was killing them softly. Killing them softly got an F. Hmm. Well, it doesn't confuse me, but I mean, yeah, anything that like is like kind of like dense and methodical yeah. and like politically heavy is going to probably get an F, even though Killing Them Softly is a good movie. Uh, that's a great uh, So what we're guessing with I'm going to revisit that film. We're guessing what they gave Minions? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you want to... Well, Chris uh, guessed second, so let, let him sure. guess first this time. A-. minus. Okay. What about you, Matt? Uh, I don't 
really have much of a gauge. I like A minus, but I don't want to do the same as Chris, so I'll just say A. All right. Matt, you are right on the money. It's an A flat. Continuing the tradition of Continuing the tradition of Illumination films getting A or A minus scores, as Sing Two did this past December. I don't know. Whoever they pull for the cinema score in Vegas, they just love these Illumination movies. <laughs> like they always get A's. They just walk out of the movie singing. Well, these movies in general, like the, the the more mass market movies, always get the higher scores. Always, like true. I think I've seen one animated film get less than like a B plus or something. So, I mean, I don't, they, these could just be like parents or whatever they're taking their kids in. They're just like the kids enjoy. It. It's like, hey, if the kids are having fun and you know. Nobody's upset, then that's an A movie for me. Oh, right like I said, there. hey, get out of my face. I want to go home and eat. Yeah. <laughs> These kids are hungry. They need some <laughs> chicken nuggets. Um, um, yeah, I remember there was a guy outside of Captain Underpants, and I thought it was going to be a cinema score like A or whatever. But then I had to answer like a 10 page questionnaire. It's like, what did you think was the, uh, like, uh, like I had so many questions. I was like, oh my God. But I did like the movie, and I said that to him. Captain Underpants. I, I, Here's your tablet. Yeah. Captain Underpants, underrated film. Uh, I was going to say, I would love to be a part of a cinema score thing. I was in Vegas briefly this year, but I was at a layover. But I did, I was tempted to try to figure out where the cinema score office was and get involved and tamper the score for one recent film, though. Yeah, just give it an F and just like throw things into disarray. Just, just read the room to see like everyone giving an A. Just be like, you know what? I'm gonna give that film an F. Yeah. Just see what happens to the score. Um, and anyway. the movie is like a, a a re-release of like the Master or something. Sure. Actually, that would probably well, get a would, low cinema score. Maybe I don't know. I, I'd be hard pressed to give the Master an F because I think that is a true A film. But Which is why case, I would give it an F. Well, I love okay. It so much. Oh, okay. I see. Chaos. I think I followed, minions. I think I. I think I follow your logic. Um, anyway, letterbox score. Matt, you're going to guess first. What do you think it is out of five? Okay, so this is like cinephiles then, because it's letterbox. This is anybody who yeah. has a letterbox account. And his review. If they have seen the film, or if they lie and say they've seen the film. Right. And they're plus, giving it a sc- Plus the meme the, the meme stuff. Right, like, so right. Like, this, is, Any score, this is no man's land. Yeah, there's no guessing Any, this. <laughs> Any score between half a star and five stars. Right. Because as Chris pointed out, even like people who are jokingly giving this five stars, people who are, yeah, there's no, okay. I'm because of that, I'm going straight down the middle. Three stars. I'm saying that's, that's what people okay. are. Yeah. Are you saying 3.0 or like a 3.3.0? Three stars. Okay. 3.0. All right. How about I'm going to go uh, 3.5. All right. Uh, though we have designated Matt to have the finger on the pulse, shoot, it's actually Chris that is closer this time. It is a three point seven yeah. as of this recording. Now, now so, I there have you go. my finger on the pulse. You've got your finger on the That's... chaos of Letterbox. I don't even I have fun with that. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, even though it didn't quite reach four, the highest rating at the moment is uh, five out of five, which laid, lays. Uh, credence to your theory, Matt or Chris, that people are just going to Letterbox and typing five for the meme of it. So, 
There you well, go. I mean, and then I went on to the, the Reddit discussion of the movie after I got out and it was, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. And some people were saying, you know, it was fun. I don't really like the minions, but I was okay. And some people were saying I was a boy, but now I'm a man and stuff like that, you know. So lots of, you know, like like Matt said, just the chaos of the, the memes and, and whatever. Um, the kids who just, grew up on minions. Yeah. Kids who grew up on minions. Ah. <laughs> there you go. I'm not going to come up with a better pun for this recording. So, uh, you know what? Let's wrap it up the way we would. Ain't ogre till it's ogre. I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids. It ain't ogre. <laughs> till it's minions. <laughs> there we go. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I should have said it ain't ogre. Ah, damn. No. Oh, well.